Conversations continue on. Now, State Senator Drew McEwen on the line. Good morning, Drew. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Jeff. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Saw you uh, in front of the microphones there talking about Senate Bill 5770. This is a uh, property tax measure. Tell us a little bit more about what this is. Yeah, so this is, uh, uh, this is in my opinion, a uh, very egregious bill. It would allow local units of government, whether it's your county or city, to uh, to uh, exceed the uh, the one percent uh, property ca- uh, tax cap that was placed on by voters and and, and then reaffirmed by the legislature uh, a decade or so ago that uh, limits property tax increases to one percent and this would bump it up to three percent so it triples what can happen at the local level uh, but then here's the other part of this is that it allows a local unit of government to bank that so. Let's say in a given year they don't want to use it, so they can roll it over to the following year, and then that next year, instead of doing a three percent, they could say they could do a four or five or six percent. The the rough math on this, initial indications are this has the the effect of uh, potentially costing taxpayers another six billion dollars in property taxes, and at a time when uh, when housing is uh, continues to be unaffordable. Uh, for for a vast majority of people that uh, that don't presently own a home, and you know we've got um, uh, we just continue to see costs going up and savings being eroded. Uh, this is the the wrong step. And actually, when you look at the uh, the revenue growth of local government, um, it, it exceeds what the revenue growth has been for working families. Uh, and so once again, we're, it's this trend of continuing to be government needing and wanting more and more and more instead of just reassessing where they're at and, you know, making a, making a budget, whether it's at the, the city level, the county level or the state level, it should be tough. It should be hard to do. Um, I, I, you know, as a steward of the tax and a fiduciary of the taxpayers dollars, we've got to make sure that we're doing the very best job and asking taxpayers to uh, have their property taxes uh, potentially tripled uh, with the local levy rate uh, is the wrong direction. So um, on this, then, would those funds, well, I guess first things first is if there is previous law and initiatives by the voters kind of going against this, how how does this get through first? Yeah, well, so first of all, the, the original initiative that was passed, and I forget the number, I believe it was in the late 90s, um, was, uh, was a 1% property tax cap. That was passed by initiative and then overturned by the state Supreme Court a few years later. And under uh, Governor Gregoire, she then called a special session and the legislature overwhelmingly voted and the governor signed into law, Governor Gregoire signed into law, the 1% property tax uh, cap. So one, it was passed by the voters. The state Supreme Court didn't like the way it was worded. And then the legislature made the corrections in a special session. Again, this happened in the early 2000s. Sure. And in, in, in doing that, enshrined the will of the voters. And so here we are now in, uh, in 2024, and they want, to, uh, they want to bump what that cap is. And again, I just, I, it, it, the other part of this, too, is that it allows your local unit of government to do this, um, what they call councilmatic. They do not have to put it to a vote of the people. So it, to me, it's the worst of the worst. You can, it's it's tripling what that cap rate is, and you don't have to ask the voters for approval. That 2001 initiative was 747, if anybody wants to go back and read that. That sounds correct. Um, yeah. 
So uh, would any of this potential money uh, be earmarked or used for some of the mandates that are brought on by the legislature? I talk with folks often in the city county level, and they talk about those unfunded mandates from from ledge. Would this work on that or is this a, a different would this go to something totally different? Well, I think it, again, it's, so this would be uh, money that's being raised and at the local level. Um, allowing allowing them to to raise taxes more and have more revenue, and they could certainly utilize it in the capacity that they saw fit um, if they if they chose to go down this path. I, and I agree, the, the unfunded mandates that Olympia continues to put on local units of government is is out of control, and that's that's part of the overall issue. Is that let's go back and fix some of these things that have been done, and. We, we keep continuing to ask the working families in this state to give more and more out of their pocket, but yet don't make any corrections on our side of the ledger, uh, on our side of the ledger. And that, that has to change. I noticed that there was, um, and I don't know if it went anywhere, but there was some ideas from another one of your Senate colleagues about, well, maybe let's not do this, but what about giving uh, municipalities it was something about the state tax rate, like that would go down in a... In... Yeah, it's kind of like a revenue sharing um, yeah, yeah. scheme, for lack of a better word. And yeah, it would allow uh, funds collected at the state level then to be, the, um, I don't know if diverted would be the right word, but maybe reassigned to, uh, to local units of government. Again, I, I mean, I'm not necessarily opposed to that, but we're kind of putting a Band-Aid on the overall problem. The problem is... There's a spending problem, and we got too many unfunded mandates on local government. And, and, the, and I, I would argue that instead of raising more money, we should be talking about providing relief to the taxpayers. And there is still record uh, surplus from even just the last few years sitting in the coffers. Yeah, I mean the the, the state the state uh, uh, revenue growth has been tremendous. Um, that that's without question. And, you know, I've come to learn a little bit more about, uh, you know, what's driving this particular bill, 5770, you know, for the property tax increase, is that it's, it's King County. And during, the, during COVID, uh, like a lot of units of government, they, they qualified and accepted a lot of COVID relief money. And they utilized that at the time for operating expenses. And now that's come home to roost because those funds are gone and they're afraid to make operating cuts. Um, it's kind of a King County issue, but it's going to end up affecting uh, the other 38 counties in the state. One thing that looks likely may not come to your committee specifically, but coming out of the House was a bill looking at, I guess, redeveloping or um, expanding into small nuclear energy uh, do you see that this could be a benefit uh, in some of the areas around the 35th, or is this kind of an Eastern Washington thing? Uh, it, it, it's both. It's got the potential to, uh, to do both. Um, I'm not as familiar with this particular House bill. I've got a similar bill that's cleared the Senate committee, and it's we're trying to get it pulled to a floor vote on the Senate here before our cutoffs uh, next week that would allow for the development of uh, small modular nuclear reactors, they're much more easier to cite uh, and help provide that baseline power. It's a carbon-free uh, power source, uh, you know, and, and, and 
you know, it's an area where the governor himself has, uh, you know, has indicated he's, he's open to, uh, you know, pursuing this path. And neither one of these bills, to be clear, uh, is magically building a, a reactor tomorrow. But what it's doing is it's advancing uh, uh, the, the possibility for looking at how would we cite these, how would we do this. It's the first step in what would be a 10,000-step process. Oh, yeah. But it's and an I've, important one. I've seen in other European countries, they're starting to re- look into this. And obviously, the most recent uh, tragedy was Fukushima. That was over, you know, 10, 15 years ago now, I think. And the circumstances in that aspect were uh, quite unique. And it seems to me like, um, as you're looking at all the energy options available, that's one that's on the table uh, and, and could have... I mean, the technology seems to be such that it's it's gotten safer over the years. Oh, significantly, yeah. And I mean, there were some design flaws in the uh, the disaster in Japan uh, that uh, we that are just not utilized today, right? So a lot has changed. Um, as you know, this is a field well, I was in in the and Navy. Were you in a nuke sub? Yeah, I, I was in the uh, the nuclear engineering uh, field uh, while I was in the Navy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. we'll see. It's, see you know, and, and what you find with this too, yeah, is that you know when people when people don't understand something, it it it, it evokes a fear, and you know, nuclear it, it's does, does it have the potential to to be bad? Yes, and we can utilize it in weapon systems. You know, we certainly there's been issues that have happened in other plants, um, but the power of it is so significant that in a safe design with a well trained uh, crew. It, it is a safe, um, operating, uh, reliable form of energy. And again, we've come so far with, uh, with our technologies that to not even be looking at it um, is, is, is the wrong approach. We have to consider all forms of energy. And when people say, oh, you know, we just need clean, safe things like uh, solar panels. Well, let's remember E equals MC squared. And, you know, that, that equation is power. And that there is no pure form of energy. It's just power in and of itself is destructive. And you want to talk about a solar panel, there's 19 toxic chemicals that do not have a half-life that are a byproduct that go into the production of it. And I just bring that up from the standpoint, there's not this magical, clear, pure form of energy out there. There just isn't. Everything has a negative side to it. So we need to develop these, though, in a responsible manner. And you can't just disregard one because maybe – uh, not having a full understanding of it. We have to be looking at all sources. Yeah, I guess you go back and even even the water wheel has its, uh, has its <laughs> could have yeah. its challenges, you know, if you're looking at it from uh, strictly a pro and con perspective. Very interesting. And, and, you know, the more I talk with you guys, the more I understand that you have got to really have your finger on a lot of different pulses, knowing what's going on out there. Senator Drew McEwen from the 35th here, drewmcewen.src dot wa state ledge dot org it's a mouthful i'll just put the links in the show notes here uh but drew i'll let you get back to it and you have a good uh good rest of the day good weekend okay sounds good you too thanks for the time jeff thank you